and it's the high road is the name of the band right yes okay. and we're based you're out of canada yeah we're based out of canada and uh, just uh north of toronto and um just to give you a little background we started this the band came together don who's the principal songwriter we all write but mm -hmm. uh you know um anyhow uh we we used to play when we were teenagers in a band and you know of course this time you, you drift apart and um one of we had a bass player that was in our band that was he's a, it was a bucket list for him to get the band back together just one time to just have fun with it and uh so many years later we ended up getting back together and it just clicked and um now uh different guys in the band like my brother plays in the band his name's rick he um he couldn't he couldn't commit to anything but uh don texted me uh, after we had our little reunion and he said it sounds really good i think we could do some recording and uh, i said sure and uh it took off from there well that's that's really cool everybody this is i'm gonna officially introduce this but we'll keep all that stuff in sure. uh this is the georgia songbirds and as you heard we're kind of having a conversation now with ron from the band the high road um kind of introduce yourself a little bit more ron tell everybody where you guys got started you know because you guys are in canada uh, yes. as you mentioned. So talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, like I said, um, we are, I, I, we're kind of like a roots band with country leanings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I think it's an evident in some of the material that we put out. There's the twin guitar leads, which uh, it's reminiscent. We'd like to, not that we're close to anything like the Allman Brothers, but uh, we love that kind of um, vibe. Um, we started around 2016, and that was through a reunion. Uh, we hadn't been together, uh, we hadn't seen each other in a long time, and we ended up getting together. It just ended up becoming a, uh, you know, a project that uh, transpired from the reunion. And um, now we went through a lot of musicians in the last, well, since 2016. That was around the time we started it. Uh, you know, you filter through band members come and go and um actually this incarnation that we have has been really good um my brother ended up joining it he was only supposed to come in and do it as a fill-in and my twin brother rick uh he's he plays lead guitar piano uh mandolin uh, he's just a multi-instrumentalist and he came in and added a, a really nice um style to what we were doing and he's really proficient uh, on a lot of instruments and his vocals because of him and I are twins. It, it seemed to mesh well with Don's lead vocal. And, uh, um, we have Greg, our drummer. He just, he's our latest uh, member to join. And he, uh, Greg Franks, and he also brings another element because he sings as well. So there's a whole bunch of us that sing and, um, it, that that's, I think that's our strength is our harmonies and our, um, you know, the, how we approach our songs. See, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned being a twin. Gibson is my, my son. He's a twin. His, he has oh, a sister. Right? Yeah. His twin sister, Cheyenne, she's inside. She just got back. Um, and so you mentioned the harmonies on that. That's gotta be pretty cool. Cause see, I have a band and I wish we had more than one person singing. I'm the one that does writing and singing and we got other writers too. Uh, but we're trying to figure out the harmony. So the fact that you guys can do a harmony, sounds like you were a four, like a four piece harmony. Yes. And we do have a keyboard player. He's unfortunately he's um, he's having to leave due to certain circumstances, and um, he was the fifth one. But I think we're just we are keeping it now down to a four piece vocal um, at, for the time being. Anyhow, we're just kind of consolidating with just our four vocals and work with that. Okay. So, so give advice, and I, I'm going to say this is going to be more for me and probably other people listen sure. to, on harmonies. How do you guys harmonize? I mean, did, does somebody take like the third and the fifth and then kind of that, or just kind of bring it together? There are times where um, Don will come in with a song, and he will say, um, this is what I hear. And he sometimes he's already had, he has the song pretty much recorded, and he'll add the vocals. And then we come in and we'll either follow what he's put down or we will add something to it 
and it, it, it's a very open um it's he's very open to ideas and um same with my brother he does the same thing they're pretty prolific they write all the time so they come in pretty much with a finished product and then we just kind of take it from there deconstruct it and make it our own now that's really cool now do you guys get to do your originals out or are you playing are you guys playing out or do you have to do cover oh, yeah. stuff well we we consider ourselves an original band and we that do a few covers okay um just Sounds like to me. please some people <laughs> <laughs> um again i was gonna uh just get back to the harmony thing and i just it just occurred to me was um we also when there's coming up with something we all kind of gravitate to what works in our um, vocal range and so there are times if you know somebody will come in with an idea and then we can just lock in on that like um we have a new song we're working on um and pretty much like midnight rider all three of like there's three of us that are singing the lead line on on the throughout the song and uh again there's another tip to that to the <laughs> almond brothers but i mean that's you know you kind of where your influence is oh yeah you can't go bad with the almond brothers i love the almond <laughs> brothers oh yeah I like that they're jam band mentality. So when you're playing a song and you're out there and you're jamming, you don't have to remember words. You just sit there and play. <laughs> That's so true. And sometimes that happens with us where we kind of either through an accident or whatever, we just kind of will kind of follow wherever the song's going and, uh, and then pull it back in. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of in that thing. We try and keep everything tight and within within the parameters of the song that sometimes it doesn't happen and sometimes it works and, you know, you take a chance. Anyway. <laughs> now being in Canada, see, I'm always curious. I know a lot of Canadians that are, are songwriters and players. And I mean, when I first started this, I didn't, I started for the North Georgia scene. That's where I'm at. I'm in Georgia. So like in North Georgia, I talked to the locals and then I had other people started reaching out and I get a lot from Canada and I did not realize the, the diversity of the music in Canada. So what's the kind of scenes for you guys playing? How do you guys get to go play like shows? Are you doing festivals? Are you doing like three hour sets? How are you guys uh, getting around in Canada? Well, we, we do a few, we have done a few uh, festivals and they've worked out um, pretty well, but after a while, I think they like to change it up and bring different um, talent in, which is fine. Mm -hmm. We do, um, we do bar gigs and, um, we, uh, when it comes to love, we don't, uh, we don't compromise. We basically say, you know, we're playing originals and, uh, we'll do a few covers to kind of please everybody. But yeah, we, uh, we play our originals and surprise, not surprisingly, I guess, but, um, they go over really well. And, and a lot of people come up and say, we didn't know that that was one of your originals. It seems to fit in with everything that you're doing and, and that that's to us that's everything you know yeah. it's they love the stuff and uh, and uh, you know we do tell everybody this is an original you know <laughs> mostly you would think that you know when that happens they're going to run for the doors but um they've been pretty receptive the crowd's been receptive and we've made new fans because they go and check out our material on on uh, youtube or you know on our website and so yeah you know, See? and uh yeah we 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 do a lot of, you know, bars and we'll do private events, stuff like that. That's how we kind of get around and build our following. See, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm anybody who knows me or listen to the show knows how I feel about covers. I am not a fan of covers just because I'm not ever going to be able to, to make it sound like the original It's never going to be nowhere close to it. So if I do a cover, it's going to be my way. I'm going to change it up and make it fit, fit me. I get why certain places want cover bands. I get it. it. People want to sing. They know the songs. But I really think it's being done a disservice to other artists and musicians because people, they do want to hear new stuff. Now, granted, they yeah. don't want to hear, saying that, they don't want to hear two hours of sad music. I know songwriters have a tendency to be sad. Don't, don't do that. You can throw in a ballad here and there, but. Otherwise, you know, just kind of keep it upbeat and playing. And a couple of your songs I heard, 
because uh, Michael sent me, um, I can't remember now, I got so much music sent from Michael. He sent me one of your songs and I really liked it. I thought you guys were really, really good. And I like, I like that style of music and it wasn't sad. It wasn't depressing. It was very harmonic kind of stuff that I like. I, I believe that would be brand new. You would, I believe is the, mm-hmm. yeah, and, which is a great tune. We love playing that tune. And again, you've got those dual guitars bringing in the intro. It is, it's, it's upbeat, but you, there's that, the lyrics, I got to admit, Don is one hell of a lyricist. He, uh, he can paint a picture in a song. And um, so you can envision what's going on in, in, in the song just by listening to the lyrics at least when i hear them i do and uh so brand new you you can hear that um you know that story that's being told uh it's uh it's a great tune yeah uh, we, well, we, we love playing it let's listen to one of your guys songs sure. what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna share the screen there's yep. a bunch multiple there's multiple high roads right yeah that's that's there a strange we thing we have to kind of differentiate <laughs> I, I like band names so i have to ask why the high road we did write a song called the high road um it was on our first ep and um i believe that the don's brother we were looking for a name and unbeknownst to us we didn't realize that there were so many high road bands out there and we we liked it and we thought, yeah, that's a great, great name for a band. And so we took it on. And then when we started checking and seeing, oh, okay, there's a band out west that's got this. And there's the the Christian rock or Christian uh, band called the High Road. And so we kind of, um, well, we thought we're in Canada. We'll, we'll focus on seeing what we can, you know, do with this this name and everything else. But yeah, it, was, it came about through, it was suggested through Dawn's brother, um his older brother uh kind of brought came up with the name and we we kind of rolled with it so see i, I like that and I, I was telling you my band when i named it was for yes ma'am because we're in the south since middle-aged men m-a-m so i looked <laughs> like you did i was like well how many bands are in yes ma'am and i looked it up and there's like three or four different other bands called yes really? ma'am yeah they're, they're spelled the right way see mine more with the the initials m-a-m it stands for middle middle-aged men it's it's kind of a, it's a play on words yeah, but, but I got to thinking, and I, you guys are. I wonder if you guys can do this too. Is I want to do a yes, ma'am jam and just invite every band that's called yes, ma'am, and play. You guys should do the high road jam and have all the high, invite all the high roads and do like a festival and music, and that would be that'd be cool. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> so uh, let's. I said we're gonna listen to one of your songs. Which one do you want to do first? Sure. Let's do brand new you. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um, I'm a songwriter too, so I love stories. What is the story behind Brand New You? Well, Don wrote that one. Now he's it's as far as I know, and I mean I I, I don't want to you know I can't really speak for him on that, but I think it's just in general about you know wanting to fix. You have a relationship and you're trying to fix it, and no matter what you try to do, it just seems to it's not going to happen, but you, you know, you lay the groundwork down and his, um, his using the allegory of, or I guess the parallels of building a house to fixing a relationship, you know, I think it's brilliant. Okay. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute us and I'm going to play it. Just give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Okay.
such a good song thank you thank is there, you is there a key change in there did you changes in a bridge yes we go to the e on that we okay. uh i think it's e minor i think i we and that's that's uh again that was a fun song to to do and uh we worked really really hard on um pulling that together uh geez uh yeah, we were in, we did, we did a lot of work in my basement at, at the time. And that's where we, you know, pretty much um, <clears throat> got a lot of the, uh, the newer tunes put together. I mean, Don will come in with the idea and, and then we just kind of, like I say, we, we work on it and uh, make the odd changes here and there too. And uh, again, Don, he's a, the principal songwriter on that. Like he is a songwriter on that. So, you know, he's pretty flexible in terms of what it will make the, the song better. And, uh, you know, so he gives us kind of good free reign in terms of adding harmonies and, and stuff like that. So it's, and, and, and ideas musically too. Um, and I, I'm really lucky to be playing with the, the, the group that we're playing in because we're all pretty much all of the same age, age group. And, you know, um, it, it just, we just go in there and just we want to make good music and kind of share it and <clears throat> just like you would, you know, it's uh, that kind of mentality is, you know, let's make the best we can and get it out there and, and share it with everybody. Yeah, that was that's a, I really like the hook of the song. It's very singable too. It's got a it's a very catchy hook. You everybody can remember a brand new you. It reminded me of that nineties rock style, like with the black crows and driving and crying. Yeah, and there's a there's another influence right there. So I mean we do kind of draw in on our, our influences and, uh, you know, so, and we, we're big fans of the Eagles too. So that Eagles. was another thing with the, the harmonies, which, um, and when we do some covers, we throw in, um, you know, so we'll do one of these nights, we'll do those, uh, with all the harmonies and, um, uh, just some rocking, uh, Eagles tunes, stuff that, uh, you know, I think we, with the other country teams, or, you know, for us, um, we'll do Fast As You, uh, you know, Dwight Yoakam and stuff. Like, we just, we kind of try and keep within that uh, that vein and, uh, you know, our influences. Yep. See, now, I, what I do when I do covers is, and if your guys are willing to do this, I'll give you guys a challenge too. But what I always do is I'll take songs that, like beat it. I took beat it by Michael, you know, Michael Jackson. And I turned it yeah. to a, kind of a reggae stuff. I'm more of a Southern rock. So our latest one that we tried was uh, straight up by Paula Abdul. And we turned it into a straight oh, like, okay. Southern blues kind of song. And it's like, Oh, it turned out really good. So we're going to fool with that. Uh, I got challenges for guests. You can do this anytime. There's no time limit. If you don't want to do it, that's fine too. Uh, <laughs> as I'm listening to your music, what I'll do is I'll think of a cover song for you guys, but I want you to do it your way. And whenever you do it, just send me a video or audio, whatever. And I'll, okay. I'll share it and post it online. Uh, so as, as we continue to talk it, it'll dawn on me, um, an idea, you know, it's for songs like, okay, I want to hear okay. your guys version of so-and-so. Okay. We'll, we'll get going. But uh, did you say you guys, were, do you record, you said in your basement, or do you have an actual, you go to someplace to record? Uh, well, a lot of the stuff, what we were doing, uh, we, a lot of the stuff we record, um, we'll go to a studio. Red, uh, we did uh, some of the stuff at Red Room uh, Studios, where uh, not far, just outside of calling where, where Don lives. In, um, it's in Thornbury. So we, uh, shout out to Red Room uh, studios here we did some work out there because uh the guy that owns the studio he used to be in the band and we you know he um he went on to other different projects that he was interested in and we kept that friendship and so we'd go in and um 
do a bit of work there. And then um, we still do uh, pop in there. But a lot of the time we'll do um, from I'll, I'll lay a bass track down at my place and then I'll send it out. And we we kind of satellite everything. It's my brother will do some work at his place. And uh, so we are going to be going into the studio again in uh, Toronto. We're going to um, a bunch of beds for some new material. And that's in a, a you know, a really nice um, studio where we can um, just kind of lay everything down. And then um, once we get the beds down, then we'll go back to doing our uh, little parts here and there and then kind of flying them in. Now, as a band, I got to ask if you guys do this too, is when you're, when you guys get to practice and think coming together, do you normally at the end of practice, you'll just kind of mess around and make new songs? Well, we, we, uh, we do a lot of messing around. We just kind of, uh, goof around a bit, but, uh, no, actually we kind of go in with a plan and, uh, the only time we kind of, it goes off the rails is when we think we're comedians and we start to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, goofing on each other in regards to like, like something we saw on TV or something like that, or, or, um, you know, just reminiscing about some funny things, but, uh, yeah, we pretty much kind of focus in on what we need to do and uh, work on that and until it kind of devolves and then we kind of go, okay, you know, get back to what we were doing and, uh, yeah. See, so anybody yeah. listening, uh, when my band practices, I wish it was like that. So we get here, we start, we're going through our set list and whatever we're going to do. And then we start messing around. It happens every time. And sometimes the best songs actually come that we wrote have come from those kind of sessions with just starting with a beat and starting with messing around like Almond Brothers. Cause we talked about the Almond Brothers earlier jamming. Right. So we just oh, start yeah. jamming with like jamming us, and we'll come up with songs like that. I came up with one, uh, uh, Patrick and then same way, just talking and running our mouth. I, I really can't think of a time where we've actually worked out something. I, it, we do sometimes come in with an idea that's not fully born and we'll kind of work on it till we kind of, I think till uh, we kind of hit a wall with it and then um, we'll record it like just using our iPhone or whatever. And then that whoever song it is, then we'll, we'll kind of, start working on it on our own or you know working towards um that idea and, and see what we can uh flesh out next time we get together but yeah um that would be interesting we i guess we're pretty regimented in regards to because we have so we have such a backlog of tunes that we need to record and that we're not like and I, it would be cool to kind of um see if we could just come in with no expectations and just kind of start something and see where it goes with that. I, I, I'd be totally down for that, you know? So uh, I'll throw that past the guys and see, uh, you know, where that leads. So how many songs have you guys, you said back or how many songs have you got sitting there? Oh my God. Um, with just the Don and Rick. And I, I would say we've got about, 10, 20 songs that we, we have to rip through like the week that are good to go. And uh, it's just a matter of picking and choosing which ones are uh, we want to work on and then, and then uh, going in and uh, getting them recorded. So yeah. They're, they're just, yeah. Are you guys working on it? I'm just being. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Sometimes we, I mean, looking at the music industry right now and I'm finding that it's, I mean, um, we've just been kind of dropping a song here, dropping a song there. Uh, we did the first, uh, first time we did an, an EP and then we did the second EP, which was called drive. Um, that was during the COVID. Um, we, we just wanted to get some stuff out there and keep us, um, you know, relevant, I guess, because, you know, it was just a, such a mess and we needed to be busy. And uh, so we ended up coming up with uh, a second EP, but lately we've just been a single here, single there, and uh, we've seen what the response is. Um, we, I think we are looking at maybe putting together either another EP or maybe a full album. That's something we haven't really um, figured out yet. So, but that's, you know, that's in the cards for us at some point. Okay. So yeah, you're like, for whatever reason, I've had this conversation a lot with, with artists. It's kind of a 
whatever you want to do. I mean, you do however you want to do it, but I know the way they look yeah. at it now is it's like, oh, you got to put singles out because singles are people don't have the the attention span anymore to look past your singles. <laughs> they, there's so much. To, I'm like, look, I'm going to make music. If I've got enough for an album, why would I not release the album? Will everybody listen to it? <laughs> that's a whole nother story. And that's a whole nother. Yeah. It's just a podcast episode in itself. I don't do it that for that reason. I do it for, cause like you said, you want to get content, you want to get your stuff out. I, I look yeah. at it for, for me is when I'm dead and gone, my kids can listen to whatever they want. All my music is there. They can tune it in. It's not going to matter. My Karen kids, my kids, they can listen, have whatever device they have, whatever way of music transport they have, they can listen to it. And that's what I, I will mainly do it for. Now, recognition, of course, you want somebody to listen to it and like it. But if, if I don't put it together that way, I, like I don't have the patience really on to do single at a time. To me, that actually seems like a lot more work than just getting an album together and then putting that album out and then just promoting promoting much as you can out of it, like what Michael does, where he promotes yeah. everything. Yeah, and and that's something we are looking at. Like we, it's that's been a, a, a part of the topic of whether or not like as as the band is you know how are we can approach the next this next project you know it's uh that's always been a, a bit of a you know a head scratcher for us trying to figure out i do like the idea of putting all the songs together and and like like an album and putting it out that way because i mean i, I agree in, you know one here, one there. Um, and, and it's unfortunate that that seems to be what everybody's doing. It's just, I mean, um, just a single here, a single there. We, we've got more than enough to put a couple of albums out. You know, now mind you, we have to go through the songs and pick out the strongest ones. And, right. you know, but we do have a, and I, when I say 10, 20 songs, I, I'm being um, judicious in terms of what are good songs that will fit with the band. I mean, I've got songs, they may not particularly roll with what the band's all about, but, you know, it's, um, uh, and that's the same with some of the other guys. Some of them, they, they go, I'm going to keep that for another project because it just, I don't think it fits with what, and they're constantly, these guys are constantly write, uh, writing. So not not necessarily in the vein that we're playing in. They're just putting out whatever, you know, so we do some rock stuff. We, uh, uh anything from rock uh, to you know some mellow stuff it, it it's all whatever they hear at the time i mean i'm just a straight ahead rock and roll kind of guy so my songs are pretty simplistic <laughs> <laughs> see but, i like simplistic stuff that that to me is the easiest way to do it now i agree with you there's things as a songwriter too that, that the band can't cover or maybe i can't sing as a songwriter sometimes you write songs that won't fit your voice got to find the right person to yeah. sing it other times you can't um if you guys ever get another ep or album or even an old one if you want to do it i do album reviews here and it's, it's not like okay. a critique kind of thing i never critique anybody's music but what i do is what we're kind of doing now is you tell me stories we listen to the songs that's all i want it out of that that's that's how i set it up there's no sense of me critiquing it it's my opinion what is my opinion it's one opinion doesn't yeah. matter I met a I met a gentleman who uh, I've said this before. His name is Ricky Combs. Uh, he's from Illinois, and he had he came on. He had it like he had like probably the longest album that I ever saw. It was like 14, 15 songs. Not much that you see anymore at like that. So we went through the whole thing, and it it got me thinking because you mentioned like all the songs that you write that doesn't fit. I want to do an album for myself, a single one of like the greatest hits you've never heard. I've already thought of it. And it's going to be all the songs that the band can't play. That's more singer songwriter stuff that doesn't fit with our style. And that way I have a, again, back to my original reason why I do this is a digital copy for generations down the road to listen to it. And like, Oh, uh, he's yeah. ahead of his time. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the same with us. We have kids. It's a bit of a legacy you're leaving behind, you know, that, I mean, the music's going to last longer than, you know, hopefully, you know, that's, um, my my kids uh, they're great supporters uh, of our music and everything else and uh, they come out and see uh, I've got a son uh, Alex and I have a daughter Kirsten and when we're playing live they'll come out and um, they're 
pretty supportive and and they've got those songs i know that they can listen to they've downloaded they'll keep and that's something that they can remember me by and uh you know so that's cool you know it's something that live long after i'm gone hopefully (laughs) well let's listen to another one of your songs which one you want to hear next um hmm. well uh let's see Uh, let's do sending a letter sending a letter it's a good scene okay and um, again, I know you said some, does Don write most of these? You said, or did you? Yes, I, I wrote Sundown. Um, well, actually, that was a um, we collaborated, Don and I collaborated on that. Um, okay, so what's the story behind sending a letter? Sending a letter, um, I think it's just a uh, it's a love letter to the one you love. I think it's uh, it, it's just sending it out there, seeing it, what the response will be from the one that you're sending that letter to. And um, just, um, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, it, you listen to the lyrics and um, it, it pretty much, you hear that, that it's all in the chorus. Um, again, it's Don writes these lyrics and, and you know, it's not specifically, um, Personal, I think it's, it's just a, he takes a general thing and then he uh, kind of puts it out there for the every, per, you know, everyone to kind of draw their own conclusion to, oh, yeah. you know, how they, they perceive the song. Yeah. yeah music is subjective anyway. So yeah. it's going to mean something different now. I was just thinking about sending a letter. Like I remember the days of sending letters. I don't Absolutely. think, I don't think kids now are like, why would you send a letter? Why don't you just text them? <laughs> Because it doesn't sound That's the same. That's true. It's now it'd be sending an email or, you know, right. swiping left, <laughs> whatever they do. Sending a tweet. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how to tweet. I really don't. I've got a Twitter account, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> so do I. And it's like, oh boy. <laughs> and, and they keep coming up with more and more new stuff all the time. I just, there's some news thing uh, that uh, the guy Zuckerberg did. I can't remember the name of it now, but um, it's like, supposed to be the new twitter or something i have no idea like- i saw one that was called blue sky and um, i i don't know if that's if that's it or not but uh you know um it's it's tough as a musician trying to juggle with the media like this medium and trying to kind of hit all the platforms to get your songs out there and trying to manage that, that. It, it that's in itself um that's a challenge especially for someone like me you know. Yep, me too. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna mute us and play sending the letter. Okay. So let me know when you hear it. Please tell me if you're out there. If you can hear Yes, I'm 
Guys, harmonies are just crazy in those things. Lizzie, thanks. Oh. Yeah, we have, uh, <clears throat> we do a lot of. Uh, that's like again. I think that's our strength. Is our we're really vocal centric. If that's mm-hmm. the right word, I don't know. But uh, you know, the focus when you have bands like the Eagles and you know all these the vocal groups that are just you really strive to kind of, um, you know, follow in that direction. And, and that's one thing I, I found that um, has been our strength with uh, our live performances um, is the, the vocals, the harmonies. And, you know, sometimes we're on and, you know, um, <laughs> sometimes uh, like I had my inners on last night and I went to sing one of the songs and there was some kind of uh, uh, something to go, I guess it some, uh, interference or whatever, and, and I went to sing and I couldn't hear any. It was kind of went staticky, and you know that was the. No, I I, I wear the in ears. I, I find it helps me. I'm not having to have music blasted and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that kind of did not work. <laughs> so I went to sing and I couldn't hear the other guys because it was nothing but static from the the uh, in ears. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Sometimes you have some good nights, and sometimes uh, you know. It's uh... a <laughs> see. You mentioned in ears, and I've talked to the band about this. I would love to get in ears. I can never find the right kind. Uh, what, what do you use? I'm using the Sure, um, really 100 percent sure. It was it's the, one of the Sure lines. Okay. Um, and uh, anyways, yeah, there's only a couple of us that use it. Um, Don still uses the monitor, and I know there will be a time where we do fully go in ear, but um, my brother and I, my, well, last night we played, and uh, for whatever reason, he was having problems with the near, his in-ears. He ended up pulling them out and just uh, singing uh, without them, and uh, and I ended up doing that eventually. The weather was bad. I don't know if it was just interference or just the, the, the channel wasn't uh, locked in. I don't know what the heck happened, but uh, I ended up having to ditch them so that I could, uh, you know, I could hear myself and sing in tune, so... But they, I, I think they're great. I think they save your hearing. You don't have, and you can get the balance that you like in regards to um, what you want to hear in the um, with the band setting. Uh, I mean, it's something you got to takes getting used to. I, it was a bit odd for me, but I the more I use them, the more I'm I'm liking them. I'm sure that there are issues that come up, like happened uh, for us, but uh, you know, I do like them. And I think that it does make a difference in being able to hear yourself in pitch. Cause if you've got sometimes just with everything's loud and uh, you're competing against with monitors and uh, drums and everything's going, I'm, I'm trying to make a smaller footprint and I don't, um, 
even with my amp, I, I just use a, an amp peg is 210 and with a 500 watt amp peg head. And that's, that's all I need. It, it's loud enough. I'm trying to um, keep that down to a minimum and with the thing there so I don't have a monitor in front of me. I can, I've got it here. It's uh, just less stuff on stage. But um, yeah, I think it's important with the in-ears and it's everybody seems to be going that way. You know, we're not there yet, but uh, hopefully we will. Yeah, because I, I know the we just did a show uh, at Mad Life, um, and it was so loud. Come, you can't really hear yourself. So you're singing. You're you're just hoping that you know your volume is enough that you you're you're in key and you're and they can be heard. Because I know yeah. everybody. I have a tendency anyway is I try to match the volume. So if I'm singing and they've got the drums and everything turned up and the amps are coming in. I want to sing louder. Well, me singing louder takes me out of key. I don't want yes. to do that. So I have to just, I have to understand. And I, I've had this, I've had this issue and, and it's more of just more you play to get used to it. I kind of used to it. I just sing at a, at a regular volume. And this is what I'm going to sing. They'll, they'll fix it and mix outside. Hopefully that's, yes. but like with an in-ear, I could hear myself better and not. So if you see it later, just send me, if you would send me a, a picture or the number and I'll, I'll take a look. Cause I'm, I'm curious. I want to buy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I'll definitely do that. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a, a thing there on it. What, what I use and whatnot. It's, and actually I don't even use the in-ear. Um, the, 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 I end up going with the, something that I bought off um, on Amazon that, um, the inner, the inner uh, monitor things here. They they were cheap, but they really work well. And um, anyway, I can't uh, can't think of what the name of it is right now. But uh, okay. you know, yeah. Whenever you get it, uh, just send it to me. So that that's yeah, fine. for sure. I just yeah. bought um, some lapel mics uh, for the studio because when I do like bands, because I do like bands that come here, and I want to hear them. I don't have enough microphone inputs to go around so it's, it's kind of like a let's unplug this plug this it's back and forth this would help more of it but uh for the playing in here would be cool so yeah later send it to me I'd, I'd love to hear it yeah for sure i was listening to that last song so i got my notes here it's kind of it might, it's a little bit country so i got your cover challenge if you guys are i want to do it it made me <laughs> think me of this, down. um because of the harmonies that's first I was gonna like let's go to Bruce Springsteen. It's like no, another band hit me. Do you know who Little Texas is? Yes. What might have been? Which one? This the song the band Little Texas and their song yeah. What Might Have Been. Have you ever heard that song? What might have been? What might have been? I haven't heard that one. Um What might have been. Let me see if I have it here. I'll let you kind of but yeah, look it up. It's kind of uh let's see. It's it's a little slow. But it's the harmonies in it. So this is this little Texas. This is it right here. And I'll cut this part off for the the show. Sure, I think about you now and then. You ever heard? You never heard the song? I've never heard that song. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, so that's it. So you go back and listen to that. Um, that's your guys' challenge. Whenever it doesn't know time limit, so whenever you hear it, just uh, send it to me. I'll be I'll put it like on the TikToks and all that stuff. If you got a video or audio, whatever, we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. So what might let's uh, hear one more of your guys' song, and then we got a little game afterwards. Always kind of play that uh, okay. not really music related. So what's the last song you guys want to play, Ron? I don't know if you have the latest version of um, we did a remake of an updated version of Sweet River Woman. And I don't know if it's on Spotify yet, but we did do it in that's the old version, which we're not uh, we're not happy with. We 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 updated it and it's lately we've actually put it out there. Uh, it's number one right now with um, what's that on uh Moni's Country Music Radio went to number one in the UK on oh, yeah. their independence. She's uh, Ramona plays uh, the countdown, the Georgia Songbirds yeah. countdown. So thank oh, you, Ramona, she... if you're listening. Yep. Yeah. One of the stations. And so for the week of July 10th, uh, we were at number one with uh, Sweet River Woman. Now, I, 
I don't know if it, if, if it's been put on there yet. Um, but we do have it. It's been on, I guess, through um, uh, on YouTube. We just we're putting a video together for it right now. Um, but uh, we, we just released it um, uh, two weeks ago. And um, so I wish I had it there. But I, if we don't have it at the moment and I, I don't know where you can pull it up yet. But you um, said it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yes, I can. I can pull up through YouTube. Oh, okay. I think of that that song, "Deep River Roman uh, Woman," Roman, "Deep River Woman," Lana Richie. Oh yeah. Well, this is quite different, See, I always ask people if they like to listen to themselves sing, but when I see them dancing along to it, I know they like their music. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. I, you know, um, I'm very proud of the work we've done, and I got to do a shout out. Our um, Mike Stover was his being instrumental in, in again helping us out with um, you know brand new you and and introducing you to us, and um, same with uh, Mike Jack, who is our uh, he's our quasi-producer and engineer when it comes to doing the mixing and offering advice with, with our songs. So I got to do a shout out to him too, because he, he's, uh, he's like an unofficial member of the band, so to speak. Um, and uh, it, he, he, uh, he calls it as it is when, when it comes to songs that, you know, he'll kind of direct us and he's a bit of a producer. He's going to be producing the next, uh, our next uh, work that we're doing. So, 
I don't know whether to say album or EP, but yeah, we're, we're going to go in and <laughs> now you got me thinking, I, I, I'd rather do like a group of songs, like, right. um, you know, do an album, you know, that's nice change of thought there instead of having to drop singles, you know, so see, uh, we got the band ourselves. I'm, we're doing an album, working on an album, working on it for a couple of years. It takes a while to get it, gets the money together, get the songs together. Uh, but like I said, when we did the thing at Mad Life, we actually did like a battle of the bands kind of thing. And part of it was the winner, which we won, got their videos for free. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So I got a free videos that I put on YouTube. Oh, nice. But now I got free audio that I can make an EP and I could just stick it out of a, li- a live version. That's always been one of my bucket list things. I want to do a live album. And so nice. I was like, it's not really an album, but EP, whatever you want to call it. It's live and it's us. So it's like, this is what we really sound like live. It's not Spotify. It's not tuned. It's this is us. So this is, this is what you're going to get. I thought it was cool. I'm looking forward to hearing that once you, you know, get that together. I'd, yeah. I'd like to hear that. I'll let you hear one of the songs or so at the end. You, I'll let you Absolutely. Choose. Um, yeah. You know what I like about your guys' music? It's feel good music. It, it's, it's happy. There's something about it that makes you... It, it's not it's not down it's upbeat kind of music no matter what the words is the harmony and i think that's what harmonies does for songs is it it uplifts the song it makes it even that much better because i know me and jordan were in here my bassist were playing around and we were just harmonizing free falling and it sounded so good because he wasn't thinking about it we were we were doing it and then it's like okay well let's try seven bridges road it went so bad so fast (laughs) because <laughs> because now he started thinking about it it's like hi ah, he started going like no 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 dude this is this is your no oh can, can I, I ask you a question sure um does your bass player he's he obviously harmonizes with you he's he's one of the harmonists he does tries. he do all the does he do all the high vocals um it's funny he does high vocals when you ask him to sing but if you hear if he's not if he's not being recorded or doesn't know he's being recorded He's not that high. He pushes it higher than he should because he thinks instead, I think he's shooting for the fifth. I'm like, dude, you don't have to go there. I can, I can go down and you can be like in the middle, wherever your range is. I've got a lower range, but your range is not that high. <laughs> don't hit those notes. Cause you can't, I can't hit them. We still, we'll stay away from that. I actually got a, uh, there's a girl, a lady who's been with a band off and on. Uh, she's really good. She sounds like Stevie Nicks. Oh, and, really? oh, she's so good, but she's young and she's kind of nervous about singing and playing. So it's one of those things where she's got so much talent, but she's just kind of waiting. I don't know what she's waiting for, but I mean, if you listen to her sing, she sounds a lot like Stevie Nicks and she's a really, really good songwriter and a good player. Um, so when I do get her to actually commit to playing, she doesn't know it yet. And if you listen to Ileana, turn out so you don't hear this part. Uh, I'm going to let her front the band. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slide back a little bit. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I've had fun, Ron. I, I did too, actually. I, I was um, wanting to talk more about what your band does. <laughs> Maybe on another, uh, another time, I'd love to, you know, chat with you about your band. and uh, yeah. We'll do it off I, air. We'll do it off yeah, air. Definitely, absolutely. But I think it, you know, um, I really enjoyed it today. I hope I was informative. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, conversation. Uh, I, I thank you very much. It, it, sure. This was a pleasure. It really was. We're not quite done, so you don't have to let me go yet because I, I'm just I'm getting rid of the, this. Is all I always give about about an hour or so for the music and and your songs. And then we start getting into side stuff, which we kind of do anyway. But uh, before we do that, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, every place you want them to know. Oh, boy. You know, I got to use a sheet here because I've, you know, our media links. I That's right. Um, well, we've got www.facebook.com, THR, the high road band. Or actually, it's just THR, the high road. Um, then we're on Instagram, THR, the high road. Um, you can email us at thrthehighroad at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on, um, oh, golly. Uh, yeah, for, for the YouTube, we have our channel. It's um, uh, the high road, at the high road, uh, dash com, uh, Canada official. That's okay. what I have written here. Um, 
Yeah, www.youtube.com. Uh, and then we're on TikTok too, uh, www.tiktok.com at the High Road Band. Um, and on Twitter, THR in, um, in capitals and caps and then the High Road. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of that stuff. Like I say, it's it's a challenge for me to keep on top of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit, my wife and she, we the videos that we do have on the that we we've created quite a few of those. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I have uh, cobbled together. And, you know, it was for us. It was uh, you know, you we wanted to put something out there to at least be visual for the band. My wife and I worked on a lot of the videos that are out there um, that we put out on our channel. Um, so shout out to my wife. She's uh, she's a big supporter of the band and uh, she, she does help with the social media on that end for me. <laughs> so for the band, so it's, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed. Yeah. In terms of uh, that. I think I'll have to get my daughter to do most of that because she's 14. <laughs> so she can, she can tell me everything and like, daddy, you need to do this way. And you need to do that way. I was like, nope, you need to do it that way. And I'll just sit back over here and I'll, I'll just play. Cause that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to, it is, it is a lot of work. Social media it stuff is. is people that do it for like, and I'm always the influencers because if we know they ain't influence anything, but it's a lot of work, a lot of content that it got to put out. Same thing with a band. You want to put your music out and, they got these reels and stuff where they like 30 seconds. You can't, you can't really share music in worth of 30 seconds. No, no. And, and, and you know what we're wearing as musicians, it seems that we're wearing more hats now than we ever have. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. You're trying to be your own publicist. You're trying to, um, you know, uh, be, like I say, you know, direct your own videos. It's a, it's a machine. You created your little cottage industry that you're trying to, you know, so that you can get it out there because it's, I mean, there's so much brought into it's, it's flooded. The market's so flooded and trying to cut a niche of what you, you know, what you're trying to do. It, it's, you know, you're trying to get your own little slice of the pie there and just mm -hmm. be able to share what you've got, you know? Right. So, yeah. It's, it's, and that's what a lot of people get discouraged about. And I, and I try to tell anybody, look, songwriting and music is not a nice beast. It is going to chew you up and spit you out. And if you don't do it because you love it, you're going to have a hard time moving forward with anything because you're going to, the way I look at it is when people start giving you crap and they're haters, like, oh, you made it. All right. If they're that mad and they're giving me crap and like, oh, this, you need to do this and this and this and this. Nope. I don't. I did what I needed to do. I got your attention. You don't like it. To me, that means that's, that works. This is how I look at it. <laughs> I got a, what's called a will of death. That's what I call it. So I already spun it once while you were talking uh, or were listening to music earlier. So okay. if there was to be a movie done of your life, who would play you in that movie? As an actor, for an actor, I, I would hope that it would be uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Ryan Reynolds? He's Canadian too, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll go with Brad Pitt. Okay. Do you have any phobias? Like I'm scared of death. Yes. Uh, spiders. Spiders. I know. I, I had one crawl into my ear one night in oh. the middle of the night and it plugged. Yeah. And I, I could hear scratching in it and I knew something was up. It was all plugged up and I went down. And I lived in an old century home that um, was, uh, you know, popped out into the sink. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah no, I'm not a, not a big fan of spiders. Don't let my wife hear that story. She'll freak out. She hates spiders too, but that's like a telltale heart kind of story. You're like Edgar Allan Poe right now, but instead of a heart, you got a spider just scratching it. Oh my God. That's oh, all I could hear was this little scratching. You know, oh, there. That's giving me the heebie-jeebies right now. <laughs> Speaking of weird things, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever eaten? Weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Fried mm -hmm. pig's brain. Really? Yeah. Did you like it? Was it tasty? I I didn't. It was okay. I was a kid. 
I went to a friend's place. His, um, his mother was European and didn't tell us what we were having for lunch. But uh, <laughs> My wife's German. I know us. that. <laughs> I know that trick. <laughs> We were, she, she went in with a cow, uh, with a, a bought a cow, with her and some army buddies, and they had, had a cow tongue in there. I'm like, what are you doing with a cow tongue? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I haven't had that, but I've had, uh, like I said, I've had the fried pig's brain, and it was only afterwards. And you know, <laughs> I didn't know, I was, I didn't know whether to be mad, <laughs> you know, or you know, just being tricked, but eh, whatever. That was, my, that was just a kid. So, My papa, when I was a kid, tried to get me frog legs all the time. I was like, I ain't eating frog legs. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want them to be remembered for in life? Just to be good, to leave a positive, uh, uh, you know, uh, influence out there for my kids. Um, you know, friends, I want, I want to be remembered that I was, uh, that I was a positive influence on, on people. Yeah. If you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Dead or alive? Uh, either or. Your choice. Randy Meisner from the Eagles. Okay. Just pick his brain. I always thought he was just the consummate musician in terms of like what he brought to the brought to the Eagles. And uh, yeah, I don't think that when he when he left, I think a good large part of that identity of the band kind of went with it. You know, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But I, I always thought that he was, uh, he really brought a lot to the table for that band with the harmonies and, and uh, his playing was, you know, a, a very underrated bass player. And being a bass player, I, uh, I, I listened back and what seems simple just seems to work with what he did. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I just to sit down and pick his brain. Yeah, have dinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, you mentioned earlier about like your influences. The Eagles, by far, is probably my biggest influence. I love the Eagles. And I've said this before the first song I ever heard on the radio was Heartache Tonight. I love that you song. You do that song. Do you? <laughs> I sing that one. And oh my God. Uh, you know, I got to give props to Glenn, Glenn Fry on that because he just adds that special thing to that song that grit when he sings and it just like do that at night and i i mean um i sing the lead on that one and uh man uh, i really push on that because that that song I, I end up pushing when i do that song is a um uh, when we cover that one um so i have to do that early in the night if i had to do it later in the night it would uh i'd have a hard time hitting those notes yeah that so, that's I, I can't read music. I never could. I don't think most musicians can. There's something I can't. But so what I would do is, cause I don't know theory is I would take the equal songs and the chord progressions from their song. Like, okay, they know theory. I'll just take these chord progressions and I'll write my songs to them. And that's what I did. And so between yeah. um, the Eagles rhythms and then George Strait, his melody and his, his way, he just comes across singing uh, to to uh, John Caffrey and Beaver Brown Band. That's kind of who influenced everything that I did. I love them guys. Right on. Well, you can't go wrong with George Street. You know, it's a, I do like his version um, of the Tom Petty. Um, oh, I can't, honestly, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but he did a cover of Petty's Chain. I have to look because I didn't know. He, you know? I don't know. I never, I, if I have, I didn't know it was a Tom Petty cover. I, I don't think I've ever heard George Street. I didn't know George Street did any covers, honestly. But I I just recently learned that uh Fancy wasn't Reba McIntyre's song. <laughs> Brenda Lee. <laughs> I didn't oh. know that because she was because Reba made it so popular. And it was I mean, it's yeah. like when somebody does Tennessee whiskey, they see Stapleton. No, it's David Allen Cole, Georgia Jones did it, but Stapleton made it hit. Again, I I didn't know. It's like one of those things that like when I grew up, Katie Austin was one of my favorite songwriters. I loved Katie Austin. She came out okay. closer when Reba did. Uh, but Reba was Reba and just completely took over for the female side of that time. And she did Fancy. And I'm like, oh, that's such a great song. And again, yeah. I didn't realize it was a cover until probably a few months ago when I saw it, like on, I think, Entertainment Tonight. Um, they were talking about Brenda Lee doing it. And I'm like, really? And I listened to it. And it's both are really good. Huh. I have to now you got yeah, to look for the George Strait. 
Yeah. So I got I got one more question for you, Ron, uh, before okay, the sure. interview is officially over. Always end this. Okay. Always end interview on this question. What's the best advice you have ever received? Just be yourself. Be true to yourself, and um, just that was it. And that was for my dad. Just you got to be yourself. Just be true to yourself, and um, yeah, uh, he he, uh, he had a lot of sage wisdom to offer me, and uh, you know I miss that. But yeah, you know, um, he was he always offered just you know you've got to, you've got to live with yourself you have to you know so be true to yourself and don't try to be something you're not and um yeah yeah that's it yeah i mean he had other things but uh those were always different situations and my my, my father was a man of few words but what he did dispense in terms of um advice was um priceless in terms of in in the way of uh looking at life you know and so yeah, it's just just be just be you, and uh, be true to yourself. That was his thing. So it it made me think. I don't know why I thought of this memory, but it was my dad when he was alive. His <laughs> roll up the window, and I'm like, what? That's the, I already said roll up the window, and then I realized he had shot a hornet's nest. And we're in the truck, and they started coming oh. at the truck. Said, roll up the window, roll up the window. <laughs> so sense of urgency, people. Why is what you take from that? Roll up the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, this yeah. is the Georgia Songbird. That was Ron with a high roll. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Um, this was great. Loved it. You guys come back out anytime. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.